Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From today's reading from Jeremiah, there shall once again be heard the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness as they bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. In the name of one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. G.K. Chesterton once said that The worst moment for an atheist is when he or she feels grateful and there is no one to thank. I've spent a lot of time this week reflecting on these words as I'm keenly aware that we have so much to be thankful for right now. As you may know, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown's work, who I find to be so insightful with respect to understanding human emotion. Her research has given me so much insight into how gratitude works. Gratitude is not an attitude nor is gratitude an emotion that lies outside our conscious control. Gratitude is a choice, a practice, a habit. And we experience gratitude when we choose to focus on what is good and positive and working in our life in such a way that this then creates more joy and generosity. And I say that because I had always assumed that the opposite was true, that gratitude was a feeling that we could not control, and that joy preceded gratitude. I thought that if I felt joy, then gratitude would follow. But what emerged from Brene's research was the opposite, namely that gratitude is a choice an intentional and conscious choice, and that as we choose gratitude, this choice becomes a habit, which then opens the door to a greater sense of happiness and well-being. Now, in today's gospel, Jesus heals ten lepers, only one of which returns to give thanks. And as I'm sure you may know, in biblical times, leprosy was a disease that made you a social outcast. And as such, Luke tells us that in approaching Jesus, that these lepers kept their distance. They did not feel worthy to get too close. But of course, Jesus chooses to get close to them, and Jesus heals them Every single one of them, they are all healed. And in a certain sense, we have all been healed, all been showered with God's grace, all been given eternal life. But 
In the story, only one returns to give thanks to God. Only one pauses long enough to see something deeper than a restored physical body. Only one sees a dignity and a love that Jesus had shown. Only one pauses and says, thank you. And so here's the question I want us to consider today. In the midst of our life, right now, are we in the habit of pausing? Are we consciously forming a habit of looking for traces of grace, of looking for signs of God's presence in our midst, of looking for small moments of healing? And above all, are we aware aware that our capacity to hear these words and breathe this air and worship God in freedom, aware that to have someone in our life we love and someone that loves us in return, are we aware that this is a miracle and an amazing gift? Because here's the deal. If we're not pausing, and if gratitude is not a habit, all we will see is lack. In fact, brain studies have repeatedly shown that you and I are hardwired to focus on problems and what we do not have at the expense of a positive vision in our life. The human brain wraps around fear and problems like Velcro, we dwell on bad experiences long after they come and go, and we spend vast amounts of energy anticipating what might go wrong in the future. But positivity, gratitude, and the simple experience of happiness, they slide off the brain with the utmost of ease, while all the negative stuff tends to stick. There's a neuroscientist I really like by the name of Rick Hansen, and what his research has shown is that we have to consciously hold on to a positive thought or feeling for a minimum of 15 seconds before it will leave any imprint in the neurons. But again, to be clear, the same is not true with negative thoughts, with negative emotions and negative experiences. They stick quickly and without any work or effort on our part. But unless there is a conscious choice, an intentional prayerful pause, a deep breath, and a habit to notice, unless there's a choice, the positive stuff doesn't stick. And here's what that means. It means that if I have a deeply meaningful connection with a friend, or if my daughter gives me a hug and tells me she loves me, or if I have a Sunday morning here where I realize how blessed I am to be the rector of this church, or if I happen to read a piece of positive news in the paper I have to pause and breathe and focus on that experience or thought for a minimum of 15 seconds. And if I don't, 
my brain will discard the experience and the positive emotions that go with that experience. And when that happens, the truth of the gift I've received, the truth of what God has chosen to give me, to reveal to me, it's lost, it's buried, it's squandered, and it doesn't get incorporated or integrated into how I feel or experience the world or view other people. And so I'm going to take us through a little exercise right now. I want everyone to sit up straight. We're going to pause the sermon, do a little kumbaya meditation, take a deep breath, and I'm going to ask you to think of one thing in your life, just one, for which you are grateful. Something small that you know is a gift from God. And now with your eyes open or closed, I want you to hold this thing for which you're grateful consciously for just a few seconds with a posture of gratitude as you repeat the words, Thank you under your breath. 